What is going on, everybody? This is Joey of Underage Packers welcoming you to episode 42. Today, Big B is in Detroit to get in some treatment for his cancer. He's still fighting out there. So joining me today is another buddy of mine from Instagram. It's Packers franchise, or Todd. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. I appreciate it. It's going good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing, you know, pretty good. I mean, yeah. a nice, very relaxing win last night, mm-hmm. especially after that devastating loss to the Colts. But, you know, I'm really glad to have you on. And before we get talking about Packers football, mm-hmm. I know we talked about before, but I just want to give my um, thoughts and wishes to Big B. Absolutely. I know I, I mean, I saw a few videos and um, I know I don't really know him well, but I just want to let him know that I got your back. And if you ever need you know, what I talk to or reach out to, I'm always here for you, buddy. We all behind you and go pack go. Yeah, and I will say to you, you better be careful what you say about Jamal Williams. Uh, you know, sometimes I Big B, he still listens to every episode, uh, even when he's not here, and he, he tells me everything wrong I said about Jamal Williams. So you better be careful <laughs> against his son right there. No, I Jamal, guess his father. Jamal Williams, the goat. The goat. All right, so uh, me and Todd, or Packers franchise, are going to be looking at uh, Packers – like you said, relaxing win over the Chicago Bears. Their 100th win in franchise history over Chicago. It was a great one. Um, I, I, so let's start. Before we get into any quarter-by-quarter quarter or looking at any plays, I really feel like this was probably the best Packer game in 2020 as far as plays goes. Just being able to score 41 points on a top-10 defense is unbelievable. Uh, do you think we've had had a game where – everything was firing on all cylinders like this so far this season? Well, I mean, you know, great question because I actually made a post last night saying, you know, this is the team that I've wanted to see all season long. Yeah. You know, right before the game started, we have an NFC North chat on Packers DM. I said, if Green Bay can have a well-rounded game, play all four quarters, and blow out the Chicago Bears, I think they're the best team in the NFC. Oh, yeah. And that was the big thing. I think a lot of Packers fans, and I talked about this last week when we were looking back at the Colts game, the fact that we've had three NFC Championship heartbreakers the past three years. And you look back at those, besides 2014, 2016, and 2019, the Packers were nowhere near to the dominant team in the NFC. Um, And they were really underdogs, and everybody was thinking, how did they get this far? Mm-hmm. So to be able to – people want the Packers to be something that they aren't a lot of the times. They want them to be like the 49ers of last year. And, you know, we have Aaron Rodgers. We're going to make the playoffs every year. It's just that people want that something extra. They want to be, I guess, a 2010 team. But even in 2010, I really don't think they were a starkly dominant team in the NFC. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were the sixth seed. They came in there. They didn't have a single home game. Um, they beat their division rival Chicago Bears. They beat a really tough Atlanta Falcons team, the first seed. So, you know, they, they got uh, some really tough matches and wins in that 2010 season. Uh, but let, let's talk about another Bears beating. Uh, it did include a <laughs> defensive touchdown again. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later with Preston Smith. But in the first quarter, Devontae Adams gets a magnificent touchdown catch. I really love this play. I mean, Rodgers has all the time in the world, and he has a really similar throw to Alan Lazard uh, later in the game. But he just dots it in there for Devontae Adams. 
Um, I mean, it's good start. Bears put up three. Money Mason letting us down, missing one. But now uh, getting to the second quarter, we're going in six to three. Uh, and I really think the big difference in this game is they were able to get those big plays that they have been missing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in Minnesota, when they lost to Minnesota, they weren't able to get those big plays. Indy, they gave all the big plays away to the Colts. Do you think, I mean, how important were those big plays in the second quarter that put the game away? I mean, a Darnell Savage interception, a Preston Smith fumble six. Um, how were did you see, is there any possibility for the Packers or what are their chances to win this game without getting those explosive plays in that second quarter? Yeah, and um, before I actually answer that question, you mentioned about the Devontae Adams catch. I want to talk about um, that play Lazard because oh, yeah. that was an incredible play. Absolutely. At first glance, it seemed like it was just like too much pressure to just throw it away, but mm-hmm. I saw Lazard go up to grab it. But, you know, the big thing to answer your question now is – they actually brought pressure. Yeah. And that was something they didn't do in their three losses, especially in the second half against the Colts and the Vikings. They just weren't be able to bring pressure to mm-hmm. the quarterback. And that was the biggest key factor in that game. Um, Trubisky was uncomfortable when he when they brought pressure. And mm-hmm. granted, it's Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. But even if he is comfortable, he's not going to do anything special. And I mean, and this is, you know, Starting quarterback, I mean, obviously Green Bay known for a few years, but like I said, they brought pressure to him. That's the big key to a win. Yeah, and, you know, Mitch Risky isn't going to do anything special, but, I mean, if you give him some time in the pocket, you let him get outside the pocket, he can he can do his – he can dart you up a little bit, um, you know, and he was still getting passes to the outside all day. I'm not sure what that problem was. Um, I think Kevin King was struggling with Darnell Mooney and his speed um, over there. But, yeah, put in pressure. Those big plays were really important. I was hoping Preston Smith would pay homage to um, B.J. Raji and do a discount double check. or like <laughs> Yes. A, I don't know if he has the, the weight to do a belly jiggle like B.J., but uh, we, we miss you, B.J. I, I, I guarantee you B.J. was sitting there watching that game last night. Uh, he was all smiles. Oh yeah, he's you know he's got some big three family meal from KFC, uh, and he's just enjoying the pack game. I know he does that every Sunday. I'm good buddies with him. Third quarter, um, great throw to wide open Bobby Tunyon gets Rodgers to fifty thousand yards. I mean, can we just talk about that? The fact that there's only eleven quarterbacks to ever surpassed 50,000 career passing yards, mm-hmm. and two of them are Green Bay Packers. Absolutely insane. And, I mean, that, that just goes to the point. The Packers are so lucky. And it, it really sucks that our 70 and 80 decades were not the best, to say the least. Um, but to have Bart Starr and then just two decades later have Brett Favre, and then I, I, it's unbelievable. There cannot be enough said about it. And that's why the Jordan Love pick is so desirable to me. But, you know, that's another talk for another day three years from now. Right. Um, um, And the biggest thing, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but the most impressive thing, honestly, is when, you know, NBC showed a stat line. You got to think, three years, he was benched, and two seasons, he was out for half the year. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. It, It is. You look at that, and you're like, wow. I mean, sure, the Bears have one lousy Super Bowl, to quote the Bears still suck song. Um, but, you know, 
yeah, they showed that stat line of uh, quarterbacks against uh, Bears quarterbacks versus the Packers and Packers quarterbacks versus the Bears. The Bears' highest leading total was 16 from, was it Sid Luckman? And then you you have Bart Starr uh, ahead of him, one one ahead of him where he was tied with him. And then Aaron Rodgers at 50, Bart Starr or Brett Favre at 53. Like, you know, in the – since the 1992 season, the Packers have dominated Chicago, which is always a great feeling. Um, and, and then we'll talk about the, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones a little bit later. Um, but third quarter pretty much put the game away. Uh, the fourth quarter was really interesting, I guess. I mean, after with eight minutes left, I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch the rest of this. Uh, defense kind of gave up. I mean, how concerning – I mean, we had a big lead, and sure, if we do that when we have a, what, 27, 30-point lead, uh, it, it's all right. But, I mean, how concerning do you think that is that the Packers, I mean, in, in week one, they aren't able to really close out games on defense? Yeah, that's an excellent question, you know, you brought up there. Um, I mean, granted, like I said, again, it's Mitchell Trubisky, so mm-hmm. make, we can't do that against teams like Tennessee, Kansas yeah. City. But, um. Granted, like, you know, fourth quarter was boring, if we're going to be honest. I mean, like, in a, in a good way, easy touchdowns because then, you know, it gets closer and you're thinking to yourself, yeah. oh, boy, you know, we definitely got ourselves in a little bit of rust. But I think, you know, for this game, it was okay to do that. But you can't do that against, like, great teams like Tennessee. Yeah, you know, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with Mike Pettin easing up and playing soft, which is a tendency we've known all too well from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really just didn't feel like the defense was – I mean, they were on to Philadelphia. They might as well have been uh, preparing for Tennessee in that fourth quarter. Um, so we'll see. And I think, you know, playoffs, you can't expect that. Um, you can't mm-hmm. just because, you know, they're, they're going to be much more in it. Oh, yeah, and, and there's also a lot of – I mean, this was fun about NFL this year. There's really no favorites. Absolutely. I mean, even in the AFC, we'll see what the Steelers can do, what they put up against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we'll just have to watch that. The NFC is wide open as of now. Um, so uh, I was talking about Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. They combined for over 160 rushing yards. And the Bears without Akeem Hicks, they were really hurt with their out their star defensive tackle. Yeah, big loss. And I mean, Aaron Jones was able to, to he just runs up the middle for 10 or 12 yards there. You know, every play, um, Aaron Rodgers makes some Aaron Rodgers type plays, and then all of a sudden we're up by 41. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, can we do expect? Going into December, when the run game is going to become a lot more popular for all 32 teams, can you? how much do you expect to be more of a running back by committee with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams? Well, I mean, that's an excellent question, too. And I think it all comes down to what kind of run it is, because I don't know if you saw a little bit of what NBC said. They did those change direction runs oh, yeah. in which, with Aaron Jones, he excels in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so did Jamal Williams. Uh-huh. Jamal Williams has, like you know, great runs too. Yeah. Um, I think down the road, because, I mean, if you look at our schedule, Philadelphia, listen, we, we better win this game at 14 points. There's no excuses. Yeah. Um, Detroit's going to be tough at Detroit. It's always tough. Mm-hmm. Week 15, we play uh, Carolina. Carolina. Saturday night. Yeah. That'll be a fun game too. 
and then Tennessee Sunday night. Tennessee, that's the game. Chicago. So, so yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we have to see, like you said, Jamal Williams. No slight to him, but he's definitely better at just going through the offensive line. Um, yeah, Jamal's he, more of a, you know, get in, get in the line and just truck yeah, over people. While Aaron Jones is more of a speedy guy. Yeah, get in your face and break a tackle. And I love Jamal Williams. I mean. A lot of big guys like that. I mean, you see him break a few tackles and then they just slow down. But I mean, Jamal, if he if he can break one or two, get find the hole and he's gone. I mean, he can really have some explosive plays. I mean, that's what exactly what oh, yeah. on his third <clears throat> touchdown in the third quarter. Um. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. And I, I, that brings us to another point. Aaron Rodgers has plenty of weapons. I hate to talk about the draft anymore, but you look at it, it's like. No, I don't know how much better this team would be with a first-round wide receiver or whatever you would like to call it. Um, you know, and tight ends were phenomenal all that game. That's all he needs. I I feel Aaron Rodgers has all the weapons that he needs to to make a deep playoff run, and uh, so they're not so on called wasting his prime. Um, how would you say uh, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' weapons or offensive wa- weapons have changed since the start of the year? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, two things that stood out to me from, like, his championship run and mm-hmm. to that 2014 season because that was, like, the last time they really had, like, a well-balanced team. Yeah. And I think the tight end position is a big change and mm-hmm. big improvement. Same with the running game because – I mean, Lacey, yeah, he had his great one year, but yeah. he was never consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones has always been consistent, and same with Jamal Williams. Aaron Rodgers really had a dynamic one-two punch at the running back position. Yeah. And same with a great tight end group with mm-hmm. Robert Tungan, Tungan and uh, Mercedes Lewis, which is an excellent blocking tight end. Yeah, and you bring up a great point there. The running game has always been a point of – a focus for Packers fans that it's never there. I mean, we we were rolling with James Starks for years on in there. Uh, he was literally with us for six years. Love James Starks. Yeah, I love me some James Starks. But, you know, this first time Aaron Rodgers not only has a top five running back on his hands, but has a top 10 at least running uh, one-two punch. So mm-hmm. that should be really exciting. That's becoming more and more common. In the NFL today, especially with what Kyle Shanahan is doing in um, San Francisco. So, you know, I'm really excited for that. And we'll see how far I can take them in the playoffs. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, there's this brings up a question, too. I know we mentioned running backs and um, tight ends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, earlier in the year, I mean, I criticized the wide receiver position. Obviously, Devontae Adams is amazing. But how would you feel with the rest of the wide receiver group? Do you think we should have got Will Fuller, or do you think nah, this is perfect for a season? I think the wide receiver group is right where it's at, uh, right where it needs to be. I mean, you have—I'm perfectly fine with Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and Marquez Valdez Scantling, and then Matt Lafleur's offense is going to involve a lot more tight ends, and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are both phenomenal in the passing game. So, sure, it would be nice to be able to run like a 2011 McCarthy offense and go five wide every play. Uh, But that's not what this offense is made for. So I'm fine with, uh, you know, having those three really reliable guys. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that like Mark 
uh, or Malik Taylor, Equinemius St. Brown, uh, Darius Shepard, uh, who, despite his fumble last week, I think a lot of those those three guys have a lot of room to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I, how much they can contribute contribute to the team, I'm not sure. Um, but I, I think that they are definitely right where they need to be. Oh, yeah. And I know I mentioned um, for people that follow my page, I was harsh on the GM for – Oh, yeah. Because, you know, at the time, because I believe it was like the loss – to Minnesota, yeah, it was. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't really feel like this team took a step forward. I feel like it was the same thing as last year because mm-hmm. the teams we won at that point, they were like, you know, yeah. losing record teams, and the teams we face are physical. That loss against Minnesota is really the only one where I think you can say if they had a better wide receiver in that game, they possibly win it. I mean, yeah, that's a good point, but I feel like. You know, that defense, and listen, Dalvin Cook's amazing too. Yeah. But I feel like it was just Packers versus Dalvin Cook that game. The yeah. Minnesota Vikings were not impressive at all other than Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just saying about that. It's, you know, the offense had plenty of opportunities as well, I think, in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, and then they go out there and get a three and out because they were looking 30 yards down the field. Nobody was open. EQ drops two in a row not that they were the best of throws or opportunities but you know um he wasn't able to be better than oh yeah before. yeah i didn't mean to jump <laughs> straight to a different question but i just thought that was interesting we're talking about positions absolutely um so another point here elton jenkins i mean talking Stop. about brian gudekins I, right now, that was a great night last night for his 2019 draft class. Rashawn Gary putting pressure on the quarterback, finally taking Samps away from Preston Smith. Darnell Savage, two interceptions. Elton Jenkins is being Elton Jenkins. Um, you know, I, I really like what I saw from them. Um, I, I mean, Elton Jenkins, I, I don't know what to say about him. Uh, there's just – he's only in his second year, and he – you would have thought he's been playing in the NFL for 10 years considering his versatility, yeah. how well, how seamlessly he can take over any position. I mean, we, and that's something the Packers have valued. I was talking uh, with Aaron Nagler about the our episode with him. The Packers strongly value that versatility on the offensive line with John Runyon, who they just drafted this year. Uh, Jake Hansen. I, I mean, John Runyon is definitely, he played all three positions on the offensive line in college. And then, you know, they like to draft first-style offensive linemen. Billy Turner has played all over the offensive line pretty much. Um, Lucas Patrick, who can play center, guard. So, you know, uh, you got to feel really comfortable. I, I mean, obviously, you would love to have your ideal offensive lineman, offensive line out there all the time. But if one goes down, I feel we have all the – power in the world to seamlessly transition move one guy over to another position oh yeah um but finally i really do you have any other takes um messages from this bears game i mean overall though i feel like this the packers team that we as fans wanted to see since that devastating because since that since that bucks loss Oh, yeah. It hasn't been the same, really. Yeah. Yeah, San Francisco, but half the roster were injured. So, like, I mean, great win against the Rams. But, yeah. But, um, 
this was the complete most complete game that they played since that loss. Yeah. And I feel like that then, should bring a spark. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it, not being able to put it away in the fourth quarter is kind of like, I, you know, missing it. But, you know, it, it's not really needed. That's just perk points. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. This is the most complete game. And all we've been seeing all season, a lot of players having great games. But when are they going to put it all together? Uh, and like Aaron Rodgers emphasized in his press conference last week, when are they going to play uh, a game where all three cylinders of their all three sides of the ball are working together, helping each other out? They did that. They had the defense scoring points. They had the defense getting turnovers. And I mean, the offense was able to have long, successful drives, um, helping the defense out by not exhausting them. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it, overall, great game by the Green Bay Packers. Was. Well, I, I mean, the and the, even the special teams, they didn't mess up too bad. No. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, yeah. Yeah, we, we can only count our lucky stars. J.K. Scott actually did some good stuff. I will never slander J.K. Scott. And Hunter Bradley had a Pro Bowl performance. I don't know about you, but that's what I saw from that mm-hmm. game. All right. Well, uh, Packers franchise, I thank you for joining me. Uh, I, I do just want to say, I mean, yeah, uh, for, for those – for I mean, I have a bigger follower on t- following on Twitter now and just doing this podcast. But I mean, I, I have a page on Instagram, and this this man right here is the reason that all of that happened. I appreciate, it, buddy. I mean, you know, I mean, when you first sent me that message saying like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you inspire me. I mean, honestly, it was lost of words because I never really thought in my life. I would have someone just looking up to my page. Like I just did it, do it for fun. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 that's the great thing about just starting this podcast. I mean, I've been able to talk to so many people that were, I mean, just a few months ago, uh, people that like I were Twitter gods to me, you know, uh, and it's just great to be able to talk about them, uh, Packers football. Yeah, no, and my message to people, you know, and before I do that, I mean, you guys, you and Big B are definitely doing an amazing job with this podcast. I really think you guys have a lot of potential to be successful down the road. Um, Just keep working hard and keep, you know, being yourself. And to anybody that want to start something like a podcast or, a, you know, a page, whether it's dedicated to Packers or sports in general, go for it. I mean, there's nothing, nothing's, yeah. You're always waiting for that. Uh, that special opportunity i think and you're not going to get to anywhere you're not going to get that opportunity until you just do it i think mm-hmm. so, the biggest thing and people always ask me i had a question in college the other year i told them about my page and they're like a lot of people follow your page I'm like about twenty five thousand. they're like wow and i'm just like well what do you mean wow like that's a lot yeah it's a lot of people but like i don't want to be like oh I have this many followers because every follower is important yeah I, I treat my followers as like you know they're people that I don't know yeah 25 I don't know where I'm going with this a lot of people well it uh, is. yeah make sure you add to his 25,000 and follow Packer franchise on Instagram uh follow us on Twitter at underage Packers we have all the updates all the Jamal Williams memes all that good stuff um and we'll be back this Friday maybe Big B will be back we'll have to see um, but thanks everybody for watching. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.